Welcome to Keepers. We're a married couple who went to France for the 2019 World Cup, fell in love with women's soccer, so naturally when the pandemic hit, we started a fantasy league for the NWSL. This is our podcast. I'm Holly Wild. Follow me at Wild Woso. That's wild with an E. And I'm Jared Gilkerson. Find me at Jared underscore radio and follow us at Keepers Podcast. It's oh god! Week Don't no 15. no 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 no! This this. The fans want to hear it. No, nobody ever wants to start with that. I'm putting a moratorium on that. New rule, we're not starting with that put ever a again. I put a moratorium on my team this week. Yes. That Tell everyone about your crushing losses. Straight BS Please. right there. <laughs> Welcome to Keepers. If you like women's soccer and you like fantasy sports and you want to enjoy them together, you're at the right place. Don't skip over my astonishing victory. Letting people know that it's really actually not astonishing since I've been dominant for how many weeks in a row? Well, so everybody, I faced Holly this week in our uh, league of record, (laughs) and coming in, I was eight and five, and Holly was ten and three. So I'm within two games, and so I'm right there. And my team started off really hot. And it looked like uh, it was going to happen. You know, I had Lynn Williams, Amy Rodriguez, Ashley Hatch, Megan Rapino, And Rapino went off early. And it just looked promising. And I even think, Holly, you were kind of resigned to like, oh, I think Jared probably pulled it off this week. Yeah, after Rapino went off, I was like, hmm. And I start tallying up some points of the week. And, I mean, you're studs all year. Like, uh, you're always Trinity Rodman and Casey Murphy. Right. Stalwarts. And right. then Fishlock and Carly Lloyd and Sanchez. And before you know it, Holly 105, Jared 103. Oh! Which... And I think that you would have had maybe the highest score all year. Uh, for a single... I had a higher score. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, crushing, crushing because, uh, I mean, we, we have a few weeks left. I think we play up to week uh, 22, if my math is correct. Mm-hmm. Um. So you're eleven and three, and I'm eight and six. So it's three full games. So not crazy. Uh, hopefully, uh, our seller dweller in our league wakes up. So I pulled off a trade with him this week. We'll talk about that a little later because today on the show we are going to be discussing um, some buy or sell. So we're going to go through some potential trades. And so if you are in fantasy NWSL now and are thinking, ah, should I make this trade? Well, maybe we'll have a little crossover here for you and we'll help make the tough decisions for you. We're also going to talk about players we are really worried about, you know, and we might be giving up on. So we'll let you know if you should be giving up on uh, a few players from our list today. But Holly, let's get right into it. Let's do it. Let's hit some news. Uh, the big news. I mean, n- not just because we're in L.A., but I mean, but a lot because we're a lot. LA. But uh, ACFC gets their first player. That's right. Holly, you want to talk about it? ACFC signs Kristen Press. She's coming home. <laughs> Woo. That's right. That's right. She signed a really big deal, which uh, is great for women athletes in the league. And she's going to be 
like I think she's gonna set the expansion team up to, you know, not maybe not suck as an expansion team in their first year because she's so great and she's you know so creative and effective on the front line and that'll make other people want to come here. Thoughts? Um, to lay it out, so she was acquired from. If everyone forgot, she actually had she actually played for Louisville or her rights were you know obtained by Louisville last year in the expansion draft and in exchange and she for beat it to Europe instead. Yes. Yeah. I read an interview with her with the athletic and it said, you know, she was did what's best for her because of COVID last year and went there like a lot of people. But then, uh, um, I mean, I don't think she wanted to play for Louisville. Like if I think, I think if she was still on another team, I think she, yeah, maybe she and Heath back. made but, that really clear. Um, but in exchange racing Louisville received ACFC's first round pick for 2022 75 grand and full roster protection. So ACFC can't poach anyone from their team for the expansion draft, which is awesome. So I think both teams win here big time. Uh, ACFC gets the face of their club hometown person. You know, that's a world cup champion and Louisville gets cash first round pick and they get protection. So it's, you get what you you know, I think they won. And we kind of saw that, like, even during the draft that Louisville were like, I think they know that ACFC is just going to give up a lot for her, and they just took her. Mm-hmm. And they've been playing really well without, I mean, think they picked up heat and press in that, you know, in the expansion draft, and they, they never had them. But Louisville's, like, really holding their own this year and really respectable team. Yeah, I think um, they're well-managed, and I think they've been done a really good job in, you know, the rest of the players that they picked in the expansion draft and then getting getting some really key pieces from overseas and in Nadine Nadim and Ebony Salmon and some of the, you know, the people that have joined their team and, you know, they have, they make their, their facility is amazing. Their fans are great. You know, they make, they make their team attractive in those ways. Yeah. And the other thing that makes this team attractive is Freya Coombe getting signed. So Gotham FC head coach moves over to coach goes from New York to LA basically. Yeah. So she's leaving now. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's this, weird. Okay. This is interesting. Cause I saw some chatter on, on Twitter. Yeah. Talk about it. Well, you know, just a little bit people saying like, how can someone leave in the middle of a playoff teams run and accept a job somewhere else? You know, players don't have this kind of freedom. And I mean, it's just a couple people. So you don't have to like, it's just people no, talking. That's BS right. because but it is BS because press just like, played the no whole thing. No one's giving the Portland coach shit for leaving and going to coach a national team in Europe next year. But he didn't leave halfway through the season. Yeah, but that it. was announced after the season started. Yeah, but he didn't, it's different because. Oh, she's leaving. You're saying because she's, she's leaving halfway through the season. She's gone right, now. But it feels like she got booted. Like I'm reading this article from Just Women's Sports that's saying, you know, we decided between the players and the the club that it was in everyone's best interest for her to leave now instead of the end of the year. So it sounds like she had intended to stay through the end of the year and they just booted her, which I don't know about that decision. It's, I just feel like that's. Yeah, I don't know. That just seems like sour grapes. And that just seems like it's going to be disruptive for Gotham when they're trying to make a playoff run. But I get it too. As if I get it for both, I get it why she I did mean, it, and I get why the team did it because they're going well. Now this person's not invested in building for the next year for this right. team, so let's find someone as early as we can that's going to be building. But the only reason to boot her is if they think they have someone really good. So it not sounds like they're in final negotiations. We'll see if it's just putting up a, a good front. It's a good front. I think it's shitty. I think eh. it's sour grapes. I don't think so. I think it's good for both because, um, is it weird that LA? This is a very college move. 
this is like what colleges do. Like you don't see, for example, like you won't see the coach of the Chicago Bulls get a call in the middle of the season to go coach the Lakers. Like it's just that shit doesn't happen. Now you'll get an assistant. Yeah. And then an assistant might go. This is a very college thing of like a lower rung school. And then the coach leaves and they get signed. But this doesn't really happen to the pros. This is kind of weird. And I think you're starting to see like the NWSL, the players really haven't had a, like no one's really had a lot of leverage. And this is this league's like finally turning into like this real league that operates correctly. Like it's Kristen Press. She plays in Europe. She kind of held out. And then so because the writing was on the wall, you can play for your hometown team. It wasn't a dick move to hold out. It was just the move. Like, you know, you want some control as a player and you do it. And then the coach obviously probably got a hell of a good deal from L.A., and better, I, that's what I've heard. Like I've heard rumblings that made the money was better and you, and okay, you know, brand new facility, brand new team, oh, great sure. city. It's like, yeah. I'm going. So you can't blame her either. And I also don't blame the team. I just, I think everyone did the right thing. The team is like, okay, no. thanks for getting us here. We're going to bring in someone who's going to build the rest of the way that, you know, cause now your allegiances are to another team. Yeah, I disagree. I wouldn't have disrupted it before the end of the season, but I think on the flip side, ACFC made a good hire. I know I've criticized coach Coombs offensive decisions for some of this year, but I think overall she did a really good job in building Gotham. And I think that she's going to be an asset. Let's talk fancy impacts then too. Like, because like, what do we, yeah, that's a great point. Cause I Gotham's offense has left a lot to be desired. Um, in a lot of games this year. Defense has been great, but what what are we talking about here? Like the, recently, they've been a little bit better with Anamanu and Lloyd picking it up, but they really had a streak, a, a, a stretch there where it's like they couldn't do anything. And I I, I really don't want to bring in. Now you could say you bring in a team that can play really good defense in its first year, and you'll be able to compete. But I don't think the I think the fans want to see some action. So I don't know. I mean, it's big that your first sign someone is offensively, you know, awesome. So that's great. I can't tell if you're talking about Gotham or LA anymore. Both. I'm talking about how bad Gotham's <laughs> offense is. And does that mean LA's offense next year is going to be bad? Like because of the style. Ah. Uh, that's what you're alluding to. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I don't. Oh, no. No, I'm not alluding that LA's offense is going to be bad oh, next I year. I'm just saying I did criticize some of her decisions this year because I think she moved people around and didn't allow her offense to gel. Okay. I wish I had the gel drop. I'm going to take another sip of my cocktail here. Go for it. Just you should see that you should see this like just enraged across the podcast table of what Jared But I am drinking a delicious. I'm channeling my inner Icelander and I'm drinking. What do you what I, This is a Brennevin Negroni and it's uh, you know. Nice. Amazing. That's a great segue. Yes. But I'm excited about Kristen Press and uh, one of the players in our league uh, picked her up already uh, as a fake transaction. Yeah. That was nice. I like to see the enthusiasm. So, and the huge billboards, check it out. Check out uh, Angel City's Twitter page. Uh, they posted the huge billboard they put up in LA of the signing, which is awesome. Um, let's go to next. Hey, I think I thought there was a reason I like Steph Curry and this just backs it up. So uh, Warriors uh, star basketball player, Steph Curry and his wife, Aisha, are collaborating with Davidson College to launch the Curry Family Women's Athletics Initiative, a scholarship endowment focused on elevating women's athletics at the two-time NBA MVP's alma mater. The Currys are contributing an undisclosed amount to start a scholarship fund with hopes of encouraging other donors. The goal is to have an immediate impact on Davidson's more than 200 female athletes. 
Uh, so he made the announcement on Instagram, uh, Steph, that is, uh, uh, thoughts. I think yeah. this is freaking awesome. I love this. I love giving back to your alma mater. I love giving back to your alma mater's women's sports programs. And, you know, I was reading the article and he said, as the father of two girls, I want them to grow up without any boundaries on their futures. And I, I got choked up and almost started to cry, honestly. Um, I think it's awesome. We're finally starting to see the idea of this generation young women being able to grow up with no boundaries on their futures is is a is a beautiful dream and and i i thought that was great i totally agree and i think you're finally starting to see athletes who have daughters finally go oh like wow i can do a lot and they weren't before but now they are like now they're they're donating and they're trying to get you know they're trying to get the word out there. And it just reminds me also, right. like we just watched the NWSL this week and like Pat Mahomes was at the KC game, just yep. hanging out. I mean, we all need allies. And so it's great when people can use the means that they have to help you to help other people. Yeah, like why? You know, I it sucks that it took this long, but I, I think Steph Curry, like it was already like maybe my favorite player. And now it's like, okay, now you're just being a better person. So big ups to uh, Steph and Aisha for sure. Um, that's awesome. Uh, giving back like that. Um, another giving back, uh, by the way, happy belated women's equality day. Uh, yet was yesterday. We're taping this on Friday. It was August 26th. So um, in honor of that, Michelob Ultra, Holly, our new favorite brand, 100 million to women's sports. So um, the beer brand announced over the next five years, it's to increase visibility for women's sports and female athletes. It is among the largest known single financial commitment by any brand to women's sports initiatives. So they were saying, quoted, coming off the Olympic Games where women did exceptionally well and brought home more medals than men, we believe it's the right time to keep people watching women's sports, said uh, Ricardo Marquez, Michelob Ultra's marketing vice president, who leads creative and all that stuff. So the initial focus of the commitment will be centered around media. The brand will allocate 50% of their lifestyle media towards women's sports, uh, which Marquez noted is a 40% increase from what they do today. Uh, there's a lot more numbers there. Forbes has a great article on this. Uh, thoughts? Uh, I, I was busy Googling Women's Equality Day because I got to admit that I had no idea what it was. No idea that it uh, existed that it before happened. you were born. Apparently. Yeah, I, like, apparently it was not a thing that was ever talked about in my world, which is astonishing. However, it is apparently to commemorate the adoption of the 19th Amendment, which gives women the right to vote. So it only took them 60 years after they had the right to vote <laughs> to then make the day. Sorry. Like wow. it's just, no, I'm just saying. Well, no, not I just necessary. Mean, no, I'm just saying like, oh, I thought that's what you're alluding to. Like it's like commemorating. It just seemed a little disconnected. Anywho, I just it was. Let's continue. Yeah, let's. We digress. Uh, what Michelob, do you think about this initiative? I mean, I'm a fan of Michelob Ultra. I think it's great that they're going to give uh, women athletes in the MWSL maybe something other than Budweiser to drink because, frankly, it's a better product. They've got to be tired of it too. No <laughs> offense, Budweiser. Yeah, no uh, offense. No, I, I, I'm saying props to Budweiser for sponsoring the NWSL, but like your beer is gross. Um, oh. Yeah, I said Shots it. Shots fired. Said- <laughs> Here we go. I said it. I think this is awesome. I think it's um, it's a smart marketing play. It's a great marketing play. I love that they're getting uh, female athletes from a lot of different, um, you know, teams and sports to be sponsors. And you know, they've got, um, yeah. I think it's going to be, you know, 
It's much like Steph just did. It's just more eyes. It's it's yeah, amazing exactly. what Marilyn like Dick Sports did. Money this. matters. Like money matters in that's the whole reason in women's sports for for better quality of game, better visibility, better athletes, better better everything. It's the whole so, reason that men's sports a hundred million is dollars matters. Yeah, it's yeah. the only reason. Like how were what was the what was the scale of men's sports in the sixties? Yeah, not a lot of money. And then call like mid eighties. Cha-ching, like advertisers, TV money, all kinds of stuff comes rolling in. So, okay, now 40 years later, it's finally starting to happen for women's sports. Right, and if people are like, oh, I can get 100 million in advertising money in women's sports, like that makes people want to fund leagues and, yep. you know, yep. and buy the, TV rights yep. so they can sell advertising space and greater visibility. Yeah, Excellent. and hopefully then there'll be more money just in the NWSL in general, more money for contracts, more money for facilities. It all is going to trickle down, and I'm excited for it, uh, being a fan of women's sports and um, a fan of the NWSL. And uh, another thing in the NWSL, Holly, like since we did our last podcast, there's been six freaking games. Yeah. Um, so just to recap last week real quick, Louisville and Chicago, we already talked about it last week. They tied 1-1. But um, North Carolina blanks Kansas City four to nothing. Yep. The rain beat Gotham three to two, and Washington beat Orlando two to one. Um, anything you want to highlight last week before we talk about this week? Yeah, I mean, I want to highlight North Carolina. You know, for for their offense scoring, Pickett with two assists. So if you had her on defense, that was a monster week for you. Uh, if you had Havana Solon, sorry, she got kicked out of the game and won't be playing next game because she got two yellow cards. And shouts out to my goalie, Casey Murphy, with nine saves and a clean sheet. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, the, the ranked Gotham game was a great one to watch. I, uh, you're pointing at shit off, off mic, and I don't have any idea what you're talking about. I was just pointing at your microphone. Oh, like I should talk into it? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Great. <laughs> I I think I'm allowed to point at the microphone. No, it's weird when you do shit like that because I can't figure out what you're doing. So I'll say it out just, loud. There you go. Oh, I'll get shit for saying it out loud. That's You'll get sure. less shit than for being weirdo and pointing it. Like I don't. I What's don't know our what producer thing about this? Yeah, he doesn't care. Our producer Hector is sleeping right now on the table on his producer blanket. Um, sorry, continue. I don't, which game do we actually care for that I talk about? You were talking about Carolina. Uh, no, I was oh, past no, that. sorry. Okay. And then, well, I, I like to talk about Carolina. All right. Was there a better game for all these stars to be like, you know, you know, except for Sam Mewis, who we'll talk about, like you finally have like your powers and then you go up against Can Kansas city and it was like what we thought would happen. And it did, right. um, like everyone scored and it's just crazy. Um, it, it's, it was great. I just, it, this last week was really, really awesome in the beginning of this week to see the stars back. Rapino had classic Rapino moments. Carly Lloyd's been scoring. Lynn Williams is scoring. Rodriguez is starting to look better with all her team. And then McDonald starting to come together. And I think you're starting to see some really good soccer. And then you see players like Sauerbrunn and O'Hara and Sonic come back. And these teams are just way more complete. Like that Washington win against Orlando was just a way, this is a really good game for them. And um, and then this week, you know, Kansas City beating Louisville 2-1 to one and Portland beating Gotham 2-1. to one. Like that Portland-Gotham game was so much fun to watch, a midweek game, counts for this week. And seeing Haran back and Sinclair back 
and done back. It was just really good. They're just really good. And he put Sophia Smith in there. He's picking pockets. God, I think Portland, there's no one's going to beat them. Like they are going to win the league. Like you need someone from Portland on your team to win fantasy. I think. Do you have someone from Portland? Yeah, you do. Klingenberg, Mm -hmm. your your backbone. Yeah. Like I really think you need someone from Portland to win your fantasy league. Like if you don't have one person, I, I think you're in trouble. Also, key pieces of your fantasy league, I think, are, you know, the the Washington offense is just really productive. I mean, in their last week game, Hatchet Sanchez scored Rodman with the assist. That's, you know, yeah. that's great. Um, I want to talk about the the Rain Gotham game. Last oh, week. from Before last we week? Move on to yeah, it. yeah, Before yeah. We move on Sorry, I jumped the week. gun. Go for no, it. No, no, it's all good. I mean, I just, it, you know, from a fantasy perspective, if you've got Efi, you're great. Um Unfortunately for her, the stupid announcer in that game didn't even have the, you know, respect to figure out how to pronounce her name. It's been a problem. Or literally anyone else's. Um, (laughs) He thought that Gotham was playing North Carolina at one point. That was a hot mess and embarrassing for CBS. However, um, I think Gotham should have won that game. I mean, they, you know, they made a couple of stupid penalties in the box. Like, don't follow someone in the box when like the opposing team has Megan Rapino on it. She's not going to miss ever. She had two penalty kicks and an assist. So that was a monster game for her. But also they had, they had Soden Lee in midfield starting. And, you know, I just think that she really busted up a lot of the Reigns plays and facilitated a lot of Gotham's plays. And Gotham's offense just shut down and died when they took her out in the second half. And, you know, they might've done that because she had a yellow card. She literally body checked, uh, Megan Rapino and then completely tripped Lavelle and sent her flying in the same play, um, which is completely inappropriate, but funny. Uh, but, uh, you know, if I were Gotham, I would have kept her in. I think she was a key piece of their offense there. Not that you should look out for her for fantasy, though. I don't think she's productive enough to keep an eye on. You bring up a good point because I'm thinking Gotham could be in trouble here in the second half, even though they're getting Carly Lloyd back. But they don't have purse or your Monahan, and there's some pieces missing. But defensively, I think they're they're young uh, and they're physical. And missing Freeman sucks too. They've had, had Freeman, but maybe they're just a little too physical. Where these smart, savvy veteran teams like Portland and OL are going to be like, yeah, I can get you, I can get a penalty on you. Like Rose, I mean, I I could name five players on on. I am said Seattle or, you know, OL's team that can get a penalty easy. Like just know how to do it. Yeah. And so I just think the, you're going to see the veteran teams come up to the top of the standings here. And I think Gotham's just, they're just too green. So I think you bring up a good point about their physical play. They just like made some bad decisions. Mm -hmm. So, um, speaking of bad decisions, I had one last week for a bold recap (laughs) or bold prediction. It wasn't too far off, but I predicted that Ashlyn Harris and Aubrey Bledsoe would both get 15-plus points. They both had a huge stretch. Yeah, but they both had good weeks. Harris had 10, and Bledsoe had 9, so I was wrong. What about your bull prediction? What did it look like last week? Also wrong, but not terrible. I said that Lynn Williams is going to score a brace. She got one. I was waiting for that second one, but I didn't get it. Me too. Well, you're you're happy you didn't get it. Fair. Yes. Yes. Thanking your lucky stars. (laughs) Uh, let's talk about injuries. The biggest ones, I mean, obviously we're two games in already this week. It's a, it's a double week of double games. So the biggest injuries are Simone Charlie for Portland. So if you're late to the party, she's out again with a left knee issues. And then 
Tyler Lucy, who hasn't been as good this year as she was last year during the Cups, she's been, you know, she's questionable. She's right hip injury. Then, of course, Mandy Freeman, who I spoke about earlier, and Paige Monahan and Midge Purse. Like, whoa, we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Like, what the hell is going on with Midge Purse with the left quad injury? Um, and the other ones, you know, Ertz for the Red Stars, like right thigh. Like, I don't know. She's injured again. I don't understand. Like, she just played in the Olympics. I don't know. And, of course, Nair, we know she shredded her knee. So, you know, that's going to be a thing. Um, and Colaprico and Di Bernardo for Chicago, too, out with injuries. So injuries are starting to pile up. But keep an eye on the NWSL's injury report page as I usually update it daily as we get closer to games. Let's talk about what's going on with, is there any, I'm looking this up now, but Abby Dahlkemper. Um, you going to skip the whole Mewis thing? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is the most important injury. Egg on my face. <laughs> Here we go. So Sam Mewis... Unfortunately, it expected to be out six to eight weeks after undergoing arthroscopic surgery on her right knee earlier this week. Yeah, so she's gotten something fixed that's been bugging her for a while. Felt like this was the window to do it. Mm. Uh, for me, since I have Mewis on my roster, basically what this means is I'm dropping her because she's going to come back. You know, best case scenario, given the you know the the October international window, she's going to come back with one week left of the regular season, aka our fantasy season, you know, she might be there for playoffs, but I don't care because our league will be over. And I also have Simone Charlie. So I'm dropping Mewis off the IR. I'm putting Charlie on the IR and we'll see who I pick up after that. Talk about the waiver wire ads here. Well, at least this spices up your waiver wire a little bit. If you get down to the end of the season and your last week is you're within a game of the championship or you're tied and there's someone like a star like Mewis out there, who's coming back from injury and then maybe she does go come back for a playoff run. And then all of a sudden you've got the waiver wire pickup of the week. Who knows? So you're saying I should stash her so you can't pick her up at the end of the season. Cause no. I don't really need to pick someone else up. Ah, I think it's a good idea to drop her. You don't need to take up space. Like, mm. I don't think she, I don't think she contributes at all until the playoffs not fantasy, like till the real playoffs. So I think that's a good decision. Um, let's get to some stream. No, I jumped the gun again. Yeah, no streamers. Streamers. Uh, this week, always the courage defenders. Um, Pickett's probably gone by now. She's one of the best defenders in the league. So I always like Matias. I think she's the best option available on the courage. And then check out Chicago defenders. Aaron Wright specifically is what I'm looking at. I think she's got a really good chance for a clean sheet against Kansas City. Kansas City just played. They're playing a double week. Uh, they're playing on a short week. Chicago's rested. And last week, Aaron Wright had three shots and three tackles from the defensive position. Two weeks ago, she had two key passes. So let's say a key pass, a couple tackles, and a shot. Put a clean sheet in there. We're talking double digits. I think that'd be a good defensive streamer. And then always Casey Kruger. Uh, it's always a good option if you need a defender and a pinch. I know it's a double week, and Chicago only has one game. But I think they are viable options. What do you think? Yeah, I'm just, I'm not high on the Chicago defenders. I just don't think they're going to put up enough numbers. Um, you know, if you have to, if you need a streamer and you have to pick out of this crew, I would go with the courage. Okay. Noted. Um, I am kind of mad that I, because I always said I would try to avoid Chicago at all costs. And I didn't do it because that, I think Kansas City is, they're going to be a little drained, but I could be wrong. It's getting the waiver wire. Waiver wire. Dude, like, it almost got a double there. Yeah. Waiver wire. Wow, thanks. 
going for the hat trick. Who you got? Waiver wire? Uh, I got Sophie Schmidt. She got dropped in our league and is on the waiver wire. Um, but she's back for a Dash team that is now finally running at full strength and looking like the team we saw in last year's Challenge Cup in, in the uh, Women's International Champions Cup uh, tournament that we just had. So, you know, take a look at Sophie Schmidt. She was really productive uh, in last year's league. Jess Fishlock, if you don't have her, you should get her. She's averaging over 17 points per week for me for the last month. And uh, as you said, Crystal Dunn is back. And sometimes I feel like she's just less flashy, but I think she's going to be a workhorse for you know Portland. She's in a position to, to score a lot of points. So Fishlock. I, I, I love her game. Love her game. Love her vibe. Makes me literally like O.L. Reign a lot. Um, Sophie Schmidt, really, she was just dropped in our league. I now, just said that. I know. So does that mean, like, are you eyeballing this? Because you really don't need to make any pickups. I are don't. You so you're talking in general, like, let's, you're but talking like a team that if you've got a spot that you're like, I think I need to make a move, like, see what she does this week? Or is this like, pick her up now before the game they play this week kind of thing? Am I don't I, know. I mean, it just depends on your situation. I yeah. don't, you know, I've got an open spot because I've got someone on an I, on the IR, but I don't, you know, I don't need to fill my bench right away. So yeah. I, I might pick her up. I might wait. We'll see. Yeah, your roster's set. That's uh, <laughs> a good roster. Um, I Kristen Hamilton, we've been talking about it, and she's like the star this year of always being on that waiver wire cusp and being on your roster. But ever since she got traded, like she's just so consistent, and she is Kansas City's number one offensive threat. I know it's midweek for them, so hopefully – you know, you already picked her up or if you're in a league where it allows you to pick up people midweek and she's got a game left. I mean, but since week nine, 14 points, six, 12, three, 11, 12. So she's right there. I mean, like if you need someone to put up something respectable in the double digits, she's going to give you an opportunity. I mean, she scored already this week. So if you've got her this week on a double week, got a good chance for some more points from, I love her game and I love the way she plays. And I love that she's like the leader of Kansas City now. I just I think it's a good fit. So, um, so Holly, you ready to play? I don't have any cool music though. I'm ready to play a, a non cool music having game. Let's do it. Let's do um, what's something we could play for this? We could play a little. I got a applause there. Everyone loves a good applause. We're doing a little buy or sell. I need a little cha ching. Can you give me a cha ching? Cha ching. Oh, I love it. So buy or sell. So, Holly, uh, we're going to propose, propose some trades. And we use trades in our league that were realistic. We're like, hey, we, you know, you need some context. So I picked players that were on real teams in real time and some offers that actually have been floating around out in our league. And maybe they overlap with what some people are doing in the public. I'm going to present this one to you. This was actually presented in our league earlier this week. Uh, A-Rod, Amy Rodriguez, and Ashley Hatch for Nadia Nadim and Bethany Balser. What do you do? So, am I giving up A-Rod and Ashley Hatch and I'm buying Nadim and Balser? I'm saying look at the rosters that these were um, coming from in our league. Mm -hmm. And what do you think the better deal is? The better deal is Nadim and Balser, hands down. I agree. I mean... 
Balser is fire when she's playing, and Nadim is going to be really consistent for Louisville going forward. I think she's going to, you know, make waves in every game that she plays. We know that Hatch is streaky, and A-Rod is, like, a maybe, you know, like... Yeah, she's on a better team, and their their offense is back. But yeah, I don't know. But you Holly, know, I Bethany just think Balser that, like, has sucked this past few weeks. No, she's just not played as much. When she plays, she's awesome. You know, you should be at the point this this week where you it, this far into the league where you're not necessarily dying for starters. Like this is a good person to stash on your bench, and then when she's in, like you start her because she could go off. I totally agree. I was just, that was the voice of public opinion speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, I got you. Um, I presented this to a player in our league named Jeannie, and it was, got crickets. Uh, I believe she was, you know, doing something uh, that was important life work. And so I gave up. I was willing to give up A-Rod and Ashley Hatch, which is, if you look recently, I mean, A-Rod and Hatch have been going off. <sighs> You're just but, trying to sell them high. Yes, of course I am. Yeah. I think Nadia Nadine's got long value. Way Even though she's been hurt and she didn't do much this past week, Balser has been down too. So I think that's a good that's a good way to sell. Yeah, she's already got an assist on this this current week. Who's that? Nadine. Yes, she did get an assist. Um, but Balser's been like nowhere since all these stars came back and she's taken a back seat. But they're all going to play again and then she's going to come right back up like you're saying. So just keep her. So I think long term, I think... A-Rod and Hatch are way too roller coaster kind of players, and Nadim and Balser are like that consistent, like I know what I'm going to get from them when they when they play. Uh, next trade. Cool. Glad we're in violent agreement. You know what, folks? <laughs> I'm just getting, I'm getting looks. I'm getting all kinds of crap from across the table. Um, fine. Because of that, we're going to get this. Great. We've just up leveled this entire segment. Awesome. Give me the next one. Let's go. Let's move. Let's move it along. Carly Lloyd for Christine Sinclair. Bye, Lloyd. Sell Sinclair. So if uh, this technically is, if I were to offer you this right now, because yeah. I have Sinclair for Lloyd, would you? You're saying no. Correct. What would it take to get Lloyd? Anything like off of, like what I if I offered you, like what does it take to to get Lloyd off your roster? I mean, like they're both, you know. I'm done with They're this. They're both basically. <laughs> <laughs> they it's both terrible. play the same position, right? And that's a position that's going to get points from scoring, but less so anything else because they're the last person in the attack before the goalie, right? So they're doing less assists, they're doing less key passes, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that Lloyd is going to be more productive in terms of points than Sinclair is because, you know, Sinclair is going to take the penalty kicks, but she's kind of streaky in terms of regular play. Like, if she's got the shot, she'll take it, but she's not, you know, always like, she's not going to be like that high points every week monster. So if you can offer me someone who plays on a wing that could score more points than Lloyd, you know. Like a Mewis. Like a Christy Mewis? Yes. Maybe. Oh, my God. I wouldn't even offer you that. Yeah. Well, you asked me what it would take. I would That's take someone take. that has potential to not only score goals, but also score assists. Rapino, that kind of player. Yeah. For sure. You yeah. definitely would take that trade. Yeah, I'd probably um, take that trade. This one is also for our teams. Lynn Williams and Caprice Didasco for Megan Klingenberg. Uh, I hate to say it, but yes, I, I would sell Klingenberg for, for those two. You Be- would? Well, because Didasco is leading the league in assists right now. So I think she's a great defensive... Oh, oh, oh. I think she's a. Can we talk? I think she's a great defensive person. 
Um, you know, an acceptable substitute for Klingenberg. And I also get Williams, who, you know, is just going to be, you know, a, a, a scoring monster. I mean, she's still, like, I think third in the league in terms of goals and hasn't played for half the season. So, yeah. Wow. Okay. This is great because I didn't expect this. And I was hoping this segment would lead to something organic. And I don't, I don't, I can't do this live right now. Like this is not, but we have <laughs> to talk because I, this is my, well, this was my team. Cause I dropped Idasco this week to make some moves um, because she makes me nervous. We'll talk about that a little later. Her flip and flop, flip flopping from midfield to, to defender is making me nervous a little bit that she's not a consistent defender. And so I think this trade is essentially Lynn Williams for Klingenberg. That's what I think it is. So that's about, are you willing to do that? I'm not going to talk you out of it. I'm, you know what? That's Jared being real. This is me for the fans. I'm being real, and I'm putting it all out there. It's fun to hear from both sides because then it's like, wait a minute. Do I want to do this trade? Um, last trade. Cool. You did talk me out of it, though, so thanks for that. I talked you out of it? Yeah. Oh, you would have figured it out. <laughs> You're way better than that. You're number one in the I probably league. wouldn't have done it anyways because Kingsburg is so easy. I said it and forget it. So what would it take to – I'm going to keep asking that again. Like – you would you would trade Klingenberg, but you need like two big offensive keys. No, I need someone defense and a big offense no, key for it. Can I? Can I? I'm can, not going to give away my defender for no one. No, and I don't have. Can a defender. I argue against this? There's no other defender except for uh, Pickett that is going to be acceptable that you can't stream week to week. So I think you would be like the hell with it. I'll but find I don't my offensive need offensive players. I got tons of people scoring in double digits. I think. Yeah, I mean, that would suck to lose Klingenberg. I don't. I have Sanchez. I have Rodman. I have Daly. I have Fishlock. I have Lloyd. I have Charlie. I have Pew. There you go. There you go. Right there. Pew. You get, there you go. You get, no, no, here it is. You give up Klingenberg and then you take on, let's say you take on Lynn Williams and Christy Mewis. And you get rid, you, you get. But I don't, like, I can't, I don't have enough room to start all of them. You get rid of Charlie. You make all the room you can for those offensive stars. So anyway. But I still need a defender. Like, are they going to score me enough points to make up for my defense? I don't know. You beat me last week with two points from Kelly O'Hara. So, um, you know, that's either here or there. (laughs) Offense is winning. Uh, That was fun. Oh, no, we got one more. Um, Aubrey Bledsoe, Sidney LaRue, and Rose Lavelle for Casey Murphy. Hell no. So you need a. Would a goalie? Put, okay, so what? Okay, I'm gonna. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm going to mix this up, since that one is. See, that's not what we want for the air. If I get a hell Sorry, no from uh, Holly, Murphy then I'm has changing. Eight clean sheets and I'm 46 changed. saves, which is she's second in the league for that. Like you got to really come uh, with it if uh, you want me to give up Casey Murphy. Okay, you ready? All right, I'm ready. Ashlyn Harris. Uh, that that's gonna that's gonna help. So here we go. Ashlyn Harris. Uh, oh, sorry, I can't go with the two stars I had in there before because they're not technically on my team. So I'll go Ashlyn Harris, uh, Haran. Ashlyn Harris and Lindsay Haran. I mean, here's the thing. You're not beating me with them on your team. So why would I trade you? I didn't have Lindsay Horan last week. We just, we just, should we get into that? <laughs> we okay. will. We're talking trades All next. Right. Okay. So yeah, I didn't have her last week. So she's going to okay. be in that. So you, are, would you, is that enticing you enough? Mm, I love maybe. bouncing trades off you because you're maybe. in such that a good position. That one would need further analysis. Yeah. You're in such a good position. I mean, position. like it's got, it's got an acceptable goalie and it's got some incentive to give up my rock star of a goalie because I get a bonus 
um, sounds, awesome offensive player. Sounds so, like we should talk. It's possible. See, this is why we do the show. It sounds like we should talk this week. Like we need to be talking. We're midweek. But we could still trade people who haven't played. So um, let's talk about some trades uh, or some. Uh, oh, I should just talk about the trade now. So our our first league trade occurred finally this week. I traded uh, Amy Rodriguez, my beloved A Rod, for Lindsey Horan with Jason. And I actually think it was a good move for both of us because Jason is in the bottom and he needs someone who's playing and playing well right now. And maybe it won't last, but maybe it will. Maybe he also needs someone together. who will play every week yes. through, through the next two. Yeah, because Lindsey's just lost, he missed so many games for him and he hasn't played and he's frustrated. He's just like, I have all these national players, the hell with it, let's go. And, I'm, and I want more stability. I don't want A-Rod who's getting zero points and then 16. I need someone like Haran who is going to get you, you know, in one game, like you can, you can expect an assist and some keep like key passes and some tackles. Like you can expect that every week. Um, and in a goal and a lot of shots on goal. So, uh, that happened. So we talked about early in the show that we're gonna talk about players that we're worried about. You know, you're, you're, we're way deep in the season. The week you're 14 weeks in you at this point have to cut bait with people or there, or, we have to, you know, kind of call a spade a spade kind of thing. You know what I mean? It's just like, that's what it is. Like, no more sugarcoating these players that we have. So, Holly, who are some people on your short list that, like, you know, what the hell is going on with them? And I'm, I'm kind of worried. I don't know if it's like what you said about, you know, no more sugarcoating, but I'm worried about Dabinia. I mean, comes back from the Olympics, two weeks scoring, you know, only three fantasy points each week. Like, is that really worth it? Eh, I just feel like there's more consistent people there. You know, like you could save her up and hope that she you could play her and hope she has a monster week, but I just don't think that's a winning strategy. And the other person for me is Rachel Daly. Like, is she ever going to pan out for me? She's only played five weeks of the season. Only two of those weeks she scored in double digits. However, the full roster for the Dash is back. They had some monster games in the WICC tournament. She assisted both of Groom's goals and she scored you know, is she back or is she just, you know, going to be a waste of a roster position for me this whole season? I think you're fine there. I actually, I'm not, I'm, if can I have an, I want to like chime in with your players a little bit. Yeah, of course. Daily. She's totally cool. You're finally getting, I mean, when Houston's full strength, they're so awesome. And she's a huge part of that. We already saw last week, you know, no Mewis and she's feeding everybody. But now when Mewis comes back, Mewis is going to do a little more of that feeding and she'll get to get more goal opportunities. But then she also feeds a little bit. So, like, no worry there. And then Dabinia, I'm not worried there either. When you're, I'm when not you're saying a, I'm worried. No. I just don't think it's a good strategy to keep her because, uh, you know, well, we've seen my winning strategy. My winning strategy is consistent people that score in the double digits. It's not necessarily, you know, volatile rock scores that could score you a monster week or nothing. So for me, like uh, she's not a great roster. But these are like, when, you know, when you grade on a scale, like when you look at the beginning of the season, I think we're looking at, we got to remember these players, like this is the mid season grind and the players that just did the crazy Olympic schedule. And she came back early from the Olympics. Um, I think she just needs to get her legs and she had a couple weeks in a row with threes, but I think she's fine. You know, um, if it, if it All happens right. three who, or four who weeks you got in a row, then? I've got, um, Shea Groom, I was a believer like two weeks ago, and now I'm like back off. 
No double digit digits since week seven, and since week eight, negative one, nine, eight, eight, three, five. But she did score three goals in the WICC tournament last weekend. Don't care. Uh, Taylor Korniak for Orlando. No double digits since week eight. So since week eight, five, four, six, negative one, one, four. She was so good. And you're starting to see this dip. This is when she had Morgan. Not e- not even Morgan e- is back. Not even. Yeah. Not not even because if you look when when uh, Larue was still going off without Morgan, you look at Corniak. So when Morgan left, Corniak, uh, week eight. Uh, you might be right. I know. When I'm was right. week nine? About six weeks ago. Uh, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Jared's wrong. So uh, you, so you're saying she's fine. You I'm saying keep she's her. fine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Ziara King, this is just a basic thing. I think she's a really talented player on a really deep team on OL Reign. But she's not playing until the, the international people leave again. Well, like since, her, since her week 10, 24 pointer, 8130. She doesn't play. Um, I think she's really talented. I think she would benefit from going somewhere like LA. So I'd like to see her in LA next Ooh, year. Oh, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. They should definitely pluck her. Uh, Midge Purse, what the hell is going on with this injury? Initially, it was like, yeah, she's banged up. She's going to sit out. And now in the injury report, just always out, out, out. She's up in the press box, not dressing, hasn't played in a month. Something's mm-hmm. up. I'm really worried about her. And if she's just taking up a roster spot, like, to me, she still has trade value. Like, you could get someone in the league that goes, yeah, oh, my God, Mitch Purse, like, that's talent. Like, she'll come back soon. And if you're frustrated and you're losing games, I'm getting rid of her. Like, I'm not writing this out. Like, I'm not. It's too late in the season. There's no reason to write this out unless your team is in a good position. If it's someone like you who can stash her and you're winning, fine. But Jeannie in our league, she's she needs to win the, out the rest of the season to win the league probably. And she's got her just sitting on the on her IR. Okay, great. I mean, it's an IR, but, like, you could probably trade her for something good. She could come to me and say, Midge Purse, you know, give me Ashley Hatch. I'm, I would probably bite. Like, I would probably bite because... You would not. No? No. I probably would. There's a player we'll who can score versus a player who's not playing. We'll see. All right. And uh, Caprice Didasco is on my worried about list because now they're playing her at midfield. And she's such a good defender. But she's a really good midfielder, and I think they're going to discover that. And she might not be a defender anymore. And she's not a good enough midfielder to be an offensive player on your team. She's a good enough defender. She's great. But uh, that's like Courtney Peterson. This has happened to all my defenders this year where they've all showed offensive power, and then they move them. It's really frustrating. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, week 15, bold predictions, Holly. I've got... Rachel Daly and Christy Mewis both scoring goals against a tired Louisville squad. I think it's about to go down in H-Town. I hope you are right. Louisville has played a ton recently with the tournament play, the NWSL play. Uh, I think now losing to KC earlier this week is a sign of things to come, and they just look tired. They look like they're kind of on like really tired legs. So I think it's a that's a bad place to be in hot, humid Houston after Houston's been sitting around and Christy Mewis has had a ton of rest. I think they get waxed. They're done. And I think Daly and Mewis both get on the board. I hope you're right because I'm going to love seeing that. Me too. When you trade me daily. Mm, okay. <laughs> see about that. What's your bowl? Oh, pre- oh my God. Yeah, I'm, I'm unable to give my bold prediction until I get uh, an appropriate soundtrack. Oh my God. How did I forget? 
Thank you. This is bold. My bold prediction <laughs> is that Carly makes a point playing Morgan and the Pride and scores for Gotham. It's time for bold prediction. There you go. <laughs> that was pretty good. Thank you. That's going to be fun to see Carly and Alex Morgan go up against each other this week. I yes. love when I'm a, I'm a star power. <laughs> and on that super excited I know, note. Just staring at me, giving nothing <laughs> are, back. This one, we're at, we have I microphones. Out of Wait cocktail, a minute. My Iceland mojo. We have microphones in front of us, and she looks at me like I'm freaking nuts to just say something like that's going to be a good game. Like maybe she'll go, maybe Holly will chime in and be like, <laughs> no, yeah, Taylor Korniak's going to go off too. It's going to be a great game. Algin Harris, all these stars. My <laughs> producer's getting scared. My producer's butt is in the air. Oh no. You were just like, that'll be fun. It will watch. be fun, damn it. <laughs> Lots of good games this weekend that I'll miss because I'll be working. But hey, watch out. We'll be tweeting. Watch out. That's what, at Wild Woso? might hit you in the face. At Wild Woso and at, uh, uh, I don't even know, at Jared, Jared underscore radio. radio. <laughs> we're at Keepers Podcast. We're always, uh, we're always retweeting the rosters. So, you know, if you're, if you're out and about and you're like, shit, who's playing tonight? Check our socials because we're always retweeting that with news and injuries and all that kinds of stuff. So keep it locked in with us. Oh, can I give it? I want to give a shout out. I want to give a, 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 a Twitter shout out. We had a, a nice, um, I got a nice message this weekend on my, uh, on my Twitter. So um, I tweeted out that um, about playing fantasy about like I made a trade for Amy Rodriguez for Lindsay Horan. So I heard back from, um, uh, her name is at travel out loud on Twitter. She hit me up and she just said like, Hey, how does one play? How do I play fantasy soccer? And I'm like, Oh, okay, great. This is, this is what I, what we want. So I hit her up and I shared the Google sheet. We have like a Google template. So check out my Twitter. Uh, we'll also share it again in some other places like on our socials. We'll send out a blast, but we have a whole template that you can use for your leagues on how to score and how to keep track. It's like the basics of playing. Check it out. And I also told her that, you know, we do a weekly weekly podcast. And so um, shout out to at Travel Out Loud because that was really cool. So thank you for that. All right. Yeah. Love it. Thanks for the listen. Good luck to your fantasy team on this awesome double week. Um, I guess that's it. I always hate the end of the show, Holly. This is like my I know. least favorite part of the show. You're so bad at endings. You just, yeah. Oh, just want to drag it out forever. There you go. All right, we're gonna end. We're gonna. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna end it out with cheers, and we're gonna comfort our producer here. Yeah, our producer needs some pets. All right, everyone. See you later. <laughs> <laughs>